Hey, this is Paul Tomka, and you're listening to episode 33 of the Anti-Aging Lifestyle. Look, you only get one shot at this thing called life. And your lifestyle, the decisions you make every day, are either making you age faster or slower. Anti-aging is my passion. My goal is to give you the tools to live a long, healthy life. And of course, make sure you look good along your journey. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to use this podcast to help find those answers so we can all live our best life. Let's get started. What is going on, everyone? Happy 1st of July. We already have half the year behind us. And uh, it's been definitely a very unique year for most of us. And I personally have a lot to get done by the end of the year to achieve my goals that I've set out for myself. And I'm sure you do as well. So let's get right into it. Today's episode is on smoothies, super smoothies, and whether or not they're right for you and your goals. Now, before we get into super smoothies and exactly what I put in my smoothie, in my particular smoothie, let's go into some of the reasons why I even started living this lifestyle where I do regular smoothies throughout the day. Now, most people want to be healthy. That's just kind of a given fact. Most people want to be healthy. But there are some categories of individuals that actually don't care that much about being healthy. For example, uh, you could have the ignorant people that just don't, they're not very aware of how to be healthy or even what the concept of health really means, right? They're buying foods simply because they taste good, because they've always eaten those types of foods, and they don't really have a concept of what's healthy and what's not healthy. So there's the ignorant factor. If you just don't know about health and how to be healthy, there is that category. And that comes just from a lack of education. Another category is is laziness, honestly, uh, the lack of discipline. So maybe you know about health, you know how to eat generally healthy, at least from a high level. But... <laughs> That being said, you know, every single day comes around and that pizza looks really good. And, you know, that hamburger looks delicious. It is delicious. The ice cream at night is a routine and, you know, it's probably not healthy for you, but you still feel pretty good. So and it tastes so good. So why stop? Right. So there's that factor. Maybe you know about health, you know how to eat healthy, but there's a lack of discipline or there's a laziness factor there. Then there's also the lack of resources. A lot of people believe that eating healthy is is very expensive, that it's more expensive than eating just a normal diet. And it's true. You can definitely spend a lot of money on healthy food. There's, you know, specific specialty health stores that sell super expensive foods. And of course, eating organic isn't always necessary. But if you're always trying to find organic produce and vegetables and fruits, that can definitely add to your, your grocery bill. So there is some things, some things about eating healthy that can be more expensive. But there's also tons of ways to to cut back on how much you're spending at the grocery store. And when you compare making your own foods and buying whole fresh vegetables and fruits and whole foods and making your own meals compared to going out to eat, oftentimes you're going to find that you can eat very, very healthy without spending more money. Oftentimes you can actually save money by making your own healthy foods. And the last category of people that I consider that don't really care about their health is the YOLO mentality crowd. You know, the 
the you only live once mentality where yeah you understand that certain things are healthier and you know other things are not healthy but you have that mindset of <laughs> you only live once i'm just going to enjoy my life as much as possible maximize enjoyment who cares what happens 20 30 40 years down the line i just want to think about today and focus on how i feel today and have fun today i need delicious foods every single day and and maximize that enjoyment and whatever happens happens and that is a that is a percentage of the population so those categories aside most people want to be healthy now the next kind of fact of life is most people are also short on time i mean we live in a world where there's a million things drawing our attention at any given moment i mean we just have so much input these days because of technology Back in the day, there was no technology and you just had whoever was in your face-to-face interactions or maybe there was the phone calls that came later. But these days, I mean, there's there's literally so much bombarding us at all times. First came email, right? And I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I'm constantly unsubscribing from companies that are still sending me emails. Like, I don't realize how many companies I at one point in my life, signed up for, I guess, for their mailing address because I get emails at least once or twice a day from companies that I don't interact with regularly and I always scroll down, hit unsubscribe and it's always this new constant stream of emails that I'm getting that I don't want to read, that I don't care about. So there's emails. And back in the day, that's all we had to worry about. You know, 20 years ago, emails and that was it. And then came instant messengers AOL Instant Messenger, AIM. That's definitely what I grew up on during my childhood. I'd be playing, I was a big, I was a big gamer back in the day. So I'd be playing Diablo 2 or Counter-Strike. I'd be rocking out to my Linkin Park music. I was talking to my friends on AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Um, yeah, those are the good days. I mean, people, this is like a side note, but people sometimes ask me that I go on dates a lot growing up when I was like in high school. And uh, back then, no way. I didn't have time for that. I was too busy being a full-time nerd growing up. I mean, I had all my honors classes maxed out. I was training for math team nationals and doing hundreds and hundreds of practice tests every summer to prepare for nationals. I remember one summer in particular, I knew I had a really good shot of of maybe even winning uh, first place at nationals in statistics. So I went to Barnes & Noble and I literally bought every single book that they had on statistics. And I went through every single book and did every single question in those books. I mean, I was I was hardcore. I was playing computer games all the time with my headset on, like fully immersed in those environments. I was typing away on AOL Instant Messenger, watching Star Trek with my dad at night. I mean, I was like a super, super nerd. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I was also like the swim team captain in high school, Like, luckily I had some sports. I was swimming a lot. I had that going for me. Otherwise, I yeah, I was like the definition of a nerd. But yeah, side note, when people ask me about my childhood, that was pretty much it in a nutshell. (laughs) But after AOL Instant Messenger, we had text messaging on our phones. Then we had social media, at least that initial wave of MySpace and Facebook. Then we started getting more and more phone communication apps, whether it was WhatsApp or WeChat. Line, if you live in Taiwan or Japan, Voxer was new. Then, of course, we started getting streaming services like Netflix. 
We got more social media like Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Then we got more and more and more phone apps for literally everything that you could think of we were getting a phone app for. And every single phone app had their own notifications. So you're getting all these these notifications constantly on your phone unless you're turning them off all the time. And then there's more social media. We get Instagram stories, Facebook stories, TikTok. Then there's even more streaming services between Amazon Prime or Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. I mean, it's like there's so much going on. We have so much input. And between work and work commitments or family commitments, if you have children and the constant stream of notifications coming in, most of us just need to take like a deep breath and we need more time. We're always short on time. And anything that we can do in our daily routine to get more time, to get more time back for ourselves is definitely a positive. And at a very basic level, eating just takes time. Like that's just a fact. Taking time out of your day to eat food just takes time. And eating healthy normally takes even more time. Fast food is definitely an an option for you, but normally, for the most part, fast food is not very healthy. Now, of course, there have been more and more healthy options moving forward. I should say um, healthy-ish options for fast foods or fast casual options where you can go into a restaurant and do like a Chipotle style where you go down the line and fill up a a plate and it's pretty fast. doesn't take a lot of time. It's healthy-ish, maybe high levels of sodium, maybe some processed food in there, but uh, you have some options. But at the end of the day, the healthiest options are normally the foods, normally the foods that you prepare yourself. Now, I have learned two very important things over the years that have saved me a lot of time when it comes to eating healthy. The first thing I learned was that I don't need to be eating all day long and that eating fewer times a day was going to save me time. And the second thing I learned was that smoothies can actually save me even more time. So for that first thing that I realized, that first realization, was because back in the day, I used to compete as a bodybuilder. From 2008 to 2012, as most of you know if you've been following the show, I used to be a hard, hardcore bodybuilder, like super intense, uh, eating 8 to 10 meals a day, I was eating something roughly every two and a half hours during the day uh, while I was awake. And even at night, for about four and a half years straight, without missing a night, I woke up in the middle of the night and I drank a protein shake. I was super hardcore. Yeah, normally I drink a protein shake, but it also depended on what was available at that time. I remember one time in particular, I was staying at a friend's house in Huntington Beach, California, And I had run out of protein powder. My friend that I was crashing with didn't have any protein powder. And it was like the middle of the night. I opened his fridge to see what my protein options were. So I filled a glass halfway up with milk. And then I dropped four or five raw eggs into the glass. And I chug it down. And uh, I think that was also the night that I realized that swallowing whole egg yolks were not the best idea. Because... They can get stuck in your throat and uh, you cough and the yolk pops and it's a weird feeling. But um, yeah, I was hardcore back in the day, as you can probably tell. Uh, When I retired from bodybuilding in 2012, at least bodybuilding competitions, I went from eating 8 to 10 meals a day down to 5 meals a day. And out of those 5 meals, one of those meals became a big smoothie in the morning before I left for work. 
And one of those meals was a smaller smoothie. It was like my post-workout smoothie. So it was just a very basic oats and protein and cacao powder and creatine and like a very, very basic shake. I also stopped waking up in the middle of the night, and uh, which is amazing. Sleeping through the night is always a, a positive in my mind. And I also started to focus more on health and anti-aging. And it saved me a lot of time. Going from 8 to 10 meals a day to 5 meals a day was a big time saver. Then in 2015, about three years later, because I was working so much, I just moved to Los Angeles, and I was really trying to establish myself, and my hustle was was a all-day-long kind of endeavor. I went from eating five meals a day to four meals a day. And out of those four meals, I was doing two big smoothies a day, one smaller post-workout smoothie, and then just one meal a day. Starting in 2015, my normal kind of routine was to eat just one meal a day. And it saved me even more time. It saved me so much time. I went from spending a couple hours each day just focused on getting food, finding food, warming up and eating food, chewing it, preparing meals, to much, much less time spent every single day on my eating. And just a side note, uh, this episode isn't focused on fasting at all, but I do talk about uh, the health benefits of fasting and eating in a smaller window of time on episode 19, which is called Fasting for Fat Loss or Longevity. And uh, if you're interested in a more of a deep dive on on fasting, whether it's healthy for you or not, what the benefits are, you can always check out episode 19 if you haven't listened to it yet. But now let's talk about some of the benefits of having smoothies. First off, it just saves time. We talked about this before. There's less chewing. Chewing takes time. I mean, if you don't chew enough on normal food, it's a choking hazard. And it's just less enjoyable if you're you know, eating food that needs to be chewed and you're just trying to get it down. It's not very fun. There's also a faster cleanup time. So when you're putting things into a blender and blending it, all you have to do when you're done is just rinse out the container. There's very minimal prep time. You're just putting things in the smoothie. And then when you're washing things, you just have to rinse it out. It's just one thing that you have to rinse or wash out. It's very quick. Now, don't get me wrong. People oftentimes see how many smoothies I consume on a normal day And they have the assumption that I just don't enjoy eating, that I don't like food. And that can be further from the truth. I love food. Like, I love food. I love eating tasty and delicious food with lots of different textures. And, like, I literally am a foodie for sure. But I save all that enjoyment normally for, like, one meal a day when I can really enjoy that one meal. And for those really big meals where I'm eating more unique foods with friends or family or with multiple courses, I save those for special occasions when we're going out, maybe once or twice a month, uh, depending on what I have going on. But I save those times for special occasions because I can't do that every day. Like, I'm busy. I have things to do. I wasn't put on this planet just to eat and sleep and poop. Like, I got things to do. And it depends on your goals in life, obviously. If you really are a foodie and you really love food, and you want to spend a lot of time every single day, your precious time, your precious life, uh, spending hours each day eating, and it makes you happy, by all means, do it. Like, who am I to tell you not to? Another big benefit of smoothies is there's a lot of calorie customization. So you can easily customize how calorie-dense your smoothies are going to be based on the ingredients that you choose for your smoothies. For example, if you don't have the fastest metabolism, and you want something that's more filling but not a ton of calories, 
then you're going to have a lot more veggies in your smoothie, things that have a higher water content. You're going to have very limited or no nuts because nuts are higher in calories. And you're going to have a, a moderate to light amount of fruit because fruit can add calories, uh, especially if you choose more calorie-dense fruits. And you're going to have a moderate amount of protein if you have like a protein powder. You're not going to get too crazy with adding too, too much protein. And doing these things, you can, you can create a smoothie that's pretty, pretty light in the calories, but are still very filling. If you want more of a medium calorie smoothie, you're going to choose something that has a moderate amount of veggies and fruits and nuts and like a normal amount of protein powder. Now, if you want something that's like a high calorie smoothie, you can easily make one as well by adding more nuts, lots of raw nuts, lots of fresh fruit, lots of protein powder, and you can just add in some extra veggies where you can. So there's a lot of customization to make a smoothie based on your caloric needs. Also, you can easily change the flavor of your, your smoothies. You can do something that's less sweet if you want, or more sweet. If you want something more sweet, normally add more protein powder or more fruit like bananas or mangoes or berries. If you like, for example, a chocolate flavor, you can easily choose a chocolate flavor protein and add in extra cacao powder to make that really bring out that chocolate flavor. So you can easily customize how your smoothie tastes, if it's sweet, if it's not sweet, if it's creamy, if it tastes like chocolate or vanilla or fruit. So there's a lot of customization there. In terms of nutrient variability and quality, this is another big one for smoothies. Because it can be tough sometimes to eat a meal that has a ton of variety, a bunch of different nutrients in that meal. It takes a lot more prep time if you're cooking ingredients and trying to mix things together. Uh, obviously, if you go somewhere like a, like a Whole Foods, you can always go through their, their hot food area and you can pick up a lot of different variety of foods there, which is always nice. But Whole Foods, obviously, uh, is not going to be very cheap depending on how much you're getting. Or back in the day, I used to love, actually, I still love, honestly, going to like a Mongolian grill because you go to like a Mongolian grill and you can choose all these different varieties of vegetables and meats and everything and they cook it up for you fresh. But when it comes to smoothies, you have a lot of different options. And it's very, very easy to add a lot of variety to your smoothie. And it doesn't take a lot of time. Especially if you prep a lot of your ingredients ahead of time. And some examples of this would be if you are normally adding frozen berries. You can buy a berry mix that has the strawberries, the blueberries, the raspberries, the pomegranate seeds all mixed up together already. And you can easily throw that mixture into a big gallon-sized freezer bag. And you can add in frozen mangoes or any other frozen fruit, whether it's chopped frozen bananas, whatever it is. So just in this one bag, if you prep it, and it doesn't take a lot of time prepping it, you're just pouring different bags into one bag and mixing it up, you could have five or six different fruits all in one bag ready to go. You could easily mix different similar textured ingredients together. For example, you could mix like flaxseed, ground flaxseed and hemp hearts together in one container to save you time. You could be mixing your cacao powder and turmeric and amla powder together. So you can easily mix similar texture things together to save time so that you don't have to reach into 15 or 20 different containers just to make one smoothie. You can save time. There's different ways to hack this to save even more time. Now, the closest thing for me to a super smoothie would be like a super salad that you make with tons of different varieties of fruit and vegetables that you're mixing up together, a variety of nuts. You can have a lot of different variety in a super salad. 
but that takes time. It takes time chopping all those ingredients when uh, a smoothie or a blender could easily chop those up for you even faster. It takes time chewing through a salad. Now, I'm not opposed to it. I think salads are amazing. They're super healthy. Oftentimes, I'm doing like a smoothie in the morning and I might do a salad midday. But that's kind of the closest thing I can think of that has all the same ingredients, a lot of the same ingredients to a super smoothie. Now, the next question to go over is what do I put in my smoothies? Now, in my opinion, there are five different categories to hit when you're making a smoothie. Just this is kind of my, my approach to making a smoothie. The first thing is veggies. Now, normally I choose some kind of green veggies. I normally choose from kale or spinach. I love using kale, but spinach, if you don't like the, the taste of kale, spinach is a lighter option that doesn't really have any flavor at all. You can put a ton of spinach in your smoothies. You're not going to taste it at all. I can't even taste the kale, but some people can in their smoothies. Other good veggies to include in smoothies include carrots, celery, cucumbers, and beets. Those are kind of my go-to veggies that I choose from. There's a lot more options, of course, but those are um, the easiest ones that I've found. The second category is fruits, and I talked about this earlier, but normally I'm choosing between mixed berries or blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, pomegranate seeds. Frozen is great. That's the easiest way that I've found, just so it doesn't go bad. And bananas are amazing. If you have a strong blender, you can even pretty much include the entire banana. You can chop off the ends of the banana and just cut the banana in segments and throw it into your blender. You can do mango and coconut. You can do small amounts of citrus fruit, whether that's a lemon or an orange, including the peel, again, depending on how much tanginess that you want to your smoothie. The third category is nuts. Now, I try to do raw nuts whenever possible just because raw nuts have the most amount of nutrition before they're cooked, before they're, you add different salt or any kind of flavoring to it. And I normally choose between cashews or almonds, Brazilian nuts, pecans, walnuts, sunflower seeds. And again, you can buy a mix of raw nuts. That's what I normally do when I go to Trader Joe's to buy my raw nuts. And you don't need a ton. Nuts are high in calories. So unless you're purposely trying to get a ton of calories in your smoothie, you normally don't need a lot of nuts, maybe two spoonfuls or so. And adding nuts to your smoothie will definitely make it a little bit more creamy, a little bit more smoother texture, which is always enjoyable. In this same category of nuts, I also include flaxseed, ground flaxseeds. Uh, normally, I choose ground flaxseed over whole flaxseeds because they've shown that it's hard for your body, the human body, to absorb whole flaxseed. So I always choose ground flaxseed whenever possible. And you can easily add some hemp hearts as well in this category of nuts. And you don't need a ton of ground flaxseed or hemp hearts either. Ground flaxseed, I'm normally doing like a big tablespoon, which is plenty to get the health benefit. For hemp hearts, hemp hearts are very high in protein. So think about hemp hearts as like a protein source. If you're doing a big scoop, you might be getting 10 grams of protein per big scoop of hemp hearts. So keep that in mind when you're trying to figure out how much protein to, to have in the smoothie. The fourth category I think of after vegetables, fruits, and nuts is some kind of plant-based protein powder. Now I choose a plant-based protein powder just to be safe, just to be healthy. I do think that there's some healthier options of animal-based protein powders that are grass-fed, organic, that probably aren't bad for your health. But just to be safe, I try to find the highest quality plant-based protein powders that I can, and I use those. You don't need to add a ton of protein. 
Just one big scoop is all I normally do. A little bit less is fine even, like half a scoop or two-thirds of a scoop. Unless you're a bigger individual and you really need more protein in your diet, you don't need a ton. Also keep in mind that you're getting plenty of protein if you have nuts in there. Nuts are very high in protein. Normally one ounce of nuts is between 5 to 7 grams of protein. But adding protein powder will obviously boost the amount of protein in your smoothie. And it's also going to add a good amount of sweetness because most protein powders have some kind of sweetener or an artificial sweetener, which will definitely make your smoothie taste much, much better. Now the last, the fifth category of things that I like to include in my smoothies, I'm going to call this category kind of the specialty herbs and spices category. So in this category, I'm including cinnamon and cacao powder, turmeric and curry powders, ground black pepper, even amla powder. Amla is a very potent antioxidant. It's also another word for uh, gooseberry extract, but normally people just call it amla powder, A-L-M-A. Maca powder is a big one. You can do spirulina. You can do wheatgrass. There's tons of different options here. Normally, I just do like a little bit, a little sampling of each of my powders that I have, a teaspoon, half a teaspoon. For my black pepper, I normally do a couple turns on the black pepper mill, and uh, I call it good. Once you have all your ingredients in your blender, I normally just add enough water to make a good consistency. And you can add either warm water or room temperature water, depending on how cold you want your smoothie. Of course, Chinese style is you don't want it super, super cold. But American style is you want it like a <laughs> like a brain freeze amount of coldness to your smoothie. So it kind of depends on your, your personal preference. My smoothies are normally about a 70 to 30% ratio of veggies to fruits. I have more, a lot more vegetables than I have fruit just because I don't like a, a smoothie that's super, super sweet. And vegetables just tend to take up a lot more space because they're very water dense and they have, uh, they just take up a lot of volume. Now, quick side note, my mom actually makes smoothies as well. And she learned this recipe from Taiwan that uh, is called Jin Li Tang. It's, it's another, Jin Li Tang is in Chinese, but the equivalent in English would be energy drink or energy smoothie, energy soup, something along those lines. And my mother is a beast. I mean, these Jin Li Tang smoothies that she makes are between 30 to 40 ingredients and probably make a video of it actually and post it on YouTube whenever we do it sometime again. But she makes like a cold part of the smoothie. The cold part has, of course, all the frozen fruits. And then there's like a warm part. And in the warm part, she's adding everything from sweet potatoes to butternut squash to different beans, all sorts of different beans. She has tons of different veggies in there from carrots to beets to... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a pretty epic amount of things that she puts in her smoothies. So you can really use your imagination. What kind of smoothies that you want to make, depending on your goals, depending on your, your taste preferences, you can really customize your smoothies based on your unique time constraints and your lifestyle. When it comes to blender options, in my mind, there is only one king of the blenders, and it is called the Vitamix. <laughs> I've been using a Vitamix since 2015, ever since I started doing those, you know, two big smoothies a day. And there is, in my mind, no comparison in terms of power and ability to turn literally like anything, any food into liquid. I mean, it is so strong. It's insane. You can turn avocado seeds into liquid. You can turn, um, it's crazy. It's super strong. 
But the Vitamix is also going to be your highest price point. I think I spent probably four or five hundred dollars on my Vitamix. But again, I'm using it two to three times every single day. It saves me a ton of time. So for me, for me, it was a worthy investment for sure. It was an amazing investment. My second favorite blender under the Vitamix would be the Blend Tech. And that's my second choice. It's also very strong. It doesn't have quite as good of a ability to liquefy your, your food that you're putting into this, the blender if you really like a, a really smooth consistency because the blades are kind of dull. They're dull on purpose because it uses almost a, a blunt force trauma to, to break up the food bits instead of using very, very sharp blades like the Vitamix uses. And the Blendtec is also pretty high on the price spectrum. I believe a new blend tech costs around $250 or $300. My third choice for a blender is the Ninja. The Ninja is a good combination of cost effectiveness but also quality. The Ninja is strong and has a large storage capacity. And just the one area that I wish the Ninja did a better job at was making very, very smooth smoothies. Uh, the particle size of the smoothie when you're making it, when you're using a Ninja, just isn't that great. Uh, there's definitely a little bit of chewing sometimes, uh, depending on how long you blend for it. You definitely have a little bit of chewing sometimes. And the price point is, I would say, medium. It's maybe about $100 for a Ninja, sometimes a little bit cheaper if you find one on sale. And the last category of blender options are just kind of the other category. This includes your Osters, your, your Bullets, your Magic Bullets. And in general, these blenders, in my opinion, just don't blend quite as well. And some of them are very small in size, but the price point is very attractive. Sometimes you're talking $20 or $30 for a blender. So depending on your needs, depending on your, your budget, uh, this may be good enough for your goals. So just to conclude, whether you're looking at adding super smoothies to your daily routine, you want to look at super smoothies and see if they're able to help you achieve your goals that you have in life. Are they able to save you time? How much time are you spending every single day eating and preparing food if you're trying to eat healthy? Look at your caloric requirements. Does it make sense to add in smoothies? If you're very, very low on calories because you have a damaged metabolism that you're working on fixing, maybe you're always hungry to begin with and you're always starving. And anytime that you eat a good amount of food, you just gain weight very, very easily. If you're really, really struggling to keep your weight down and you really are trying to cut back on how much you're trying to eat, well, maybe smoothies aren't the best option for you because sometimes they aren't very filling because they're liquid and they get absorbed pretty quickly. And it can be much more satisfying sometimes if you're already not eating very much to eat a whole meal and enjoy that meal to its fullest and really chew through it and really just enjoy that meal. But I would also recommend if you think you have a slow metabolism, find ways to improve your metabolism. Find ways to work out. Working out, especially if you're doing weights and doing lifting and stimulating your muscles, doing high-intensity interval training, there are very easy ways to boost your metabolism substantially where a good workout a couple times a week can allow you to eat 30 or 40% more food without gaining weight. So working out, I get it, is challenging and sometimes uh, it can be a big mental block to get yourself into the gym or doing a, a workout. But if you're really suffering from a slow, quote-unquote, metabolism, working out is one of the easiest ways, by far the easiest ways to boost your metabolism. But if you think smoothies will make sense for you, if you know that it'll make you healthier and save you time, my recommendation is give it a try. 
once you work it into your daily routine like I have, along with many of my friends and family, I think you'll be hooked. <laughs> I love smoothies. I love adding them into my routine because I know how healthy they make me and I know how much time they save me. And I love saving time because I, I have a lot to do. All right, that's it for this episode on making super smoothies. If you haven't yet, please leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts or any kind of platform that you listen to podcasts on. If you Spotify is a big one right now. So if you listen on Spotify, uh, hit that follow button. I really appreciate your support. And for now, we're going to roll into Tomco Tip 33. Well, I'm going to be talking about the power and the dangers of your self-talk. So let's get into that right now. Here we go. Today on Tomco Tip 33, I want to talk about the power and the dangers of self-talk. Now, one thing that I've learned as I've gone through life is that what other people, what others say about you matters very, very little. But what you say about yourself matters a lot, matters so much. It's, it's everything. Your view of yourself is a game changer in your life. The mind is very, very powerful. It's super powerful. Your subconscious mind is always paying attention. It's always present as you go through life. So when you say something but don't do it, your mind, your subconscious mind is paying attention. When you lie, your mind is paying attention. When you eat something that you know you shouldn't but you still do it, your mind is paying attention. There's a famous quote that goes, Beware your thoughts for they become your words. Beware your words for they become your actions. Beware your actions for they become your habits. Beware your habits for they become your character. And beware your character because they become your destiny. So where you go in life, the outcome of your life, all starts from your thoughts and your words. So you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to how you talk to yourself. If I ever spend time with someone and I keep hearing things like, oh, I'm so stupid, or, oh, I can't believe I just did that, oh, why me? I can't stand this. Or fuck my life. I can't do this. Then I know. I know what their mindset is. I know their mindset is along the lines of life is too much. I'm not in control. I can't take it. I feel overwhelmed. I'm afraid. I doubt myself. I'm worried. Why is life so difficult? These are, these are obvious things because I hear their words. I hear how they talk to themselves and I know what's going on in their mind. And I know their mental outlook and their self-talk is going to lead to very negative actions and it's going to lead to a life that's not going to be fulfilling at all. Now, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm definitely a work in progress. I'm always trying to improve myself. But I have the mental side of things down pretty well these days. And if you were to get inside my head or you were to spend time with me on a daily basis, I'm always saying things to myself like, I got this all day. I'll do this all day when I'm working out, for example, and I'm, and I'm really pushing myself and I'm exhausted. Sometimes I tell myself all day, I'll do this all day. Or I'll say easy, easy day, bring it. Let's go, let's go, here we go. These are the things that I'm constantly telling myself because in my mind, in my mind, I can handle anything. I'm going after it. I'm not afraid to work for something that I believe in. I'm not going to back down. I know that I'm in control. I can't always control life, but I can always control my actions, my response to life. And even when life is tough, I appreciate those lessons so much. 
To me, life is a beautiful adventure. And that's the truth. That's how I view my life. And that is why I talk to myself the way that I do. So please be mindful of the words that you constantly say to yourself. Speak highly of yourself even before you feel that you really deserve it. Because if you're critical of yourself, and let's face it, we're all very critical of ourselves at times, you need to speak highly of yourself before you even feel that you deserve it. But it all starts with the mind and how you view yourself. You're much stronger than you give yourself credit for. I guarantee it. You got this. That's it for this episode. Until next time. Thanks. Love you guys.